0: Hi, I am Josh and I'm Gabriel and today on reading the gospel we are studying the cleansing of the temple now this is found in John chapter 2 verse 13 and we're gonna be reading all the way down through 25
1: the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away, do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the
0: Jews said to him, What sign did you show us for doing these things? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken forty years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name, but Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to make them because he knew all the people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man so we're entering the third section of the the events of the Gospels and this is the the ministry in Judea Um, Jesus ministry in Judea right Mm -hmm. Um, so this is the first event that we're
1: covering and it's this this cleansing of the temple this is related to the first Passover of Jesus ministry Mm mm-hmm so Jesus' ministry spans over four Passovers. Yeah. And the time between those four is three years. Yeah. So this is the first year from the first Passover to the second Passover of his ministry, the ministry in Judea. In this uh, event, in this story that we're reading about,
0: is Jesus sinning? I mean, he's getting angry, isn't
1: he? Or um, Look, um, if Jesus Christ had sinned, satan would be the first to to have a case Mm -hmm. in front of god in heaven remember the book of job he tried to make a big deal even from job who was a holy person so imagine that if jesus uh, committed a a sin or made a mistake satan would have jumped uh, flying all the way to heaven saying i'm right so from this perspective it is clear that Jesus Christ did not commit a sin so I can be angry then and not sin there is a verse in the New Testament that says that right you can be angry but not commit a sin Mm -hmm. and I would translate this anger as a form of indignation okay Uh, It is a fulfillment of one of those prophecies from the Old Testament, the zeal for your house will consume me. Mm -hmm. That is a kind of holy indignation. It is related to the holy things and the Mm -hmm. holy God. It is not uh, a a rage when you lose control of your emotions. Um, It was not something that was done for himself. Mm -hmm. It was about his father's house. Uh, The people there at the temple, they said, what is the meaning of this sign? They realized that this is beyond um, a regular event. Yeah, There is something divine in this, and they consider this a kind of sign. Yeah, so so what had happened is o- over time, at some
0: point, they had started selling uh, animals for sacrifices, and this had become a business, mm-hmm. a business model where People who were traveling in from around the world uh, for for the Passover would come in, and first thing they would make them do is to exchange their money for temple coins, mm-hmm. um, and so there would be a exchange rate on there that would favor the the temple or the money changers, um, and you'd lose not dollar for dollar. And then second thing they would do is they would sell you animals now. I, I can imagine that this started honorably that that people traveling a long distance they're like, Well, we don't want them to have to carry their their lamb or an ox or if they're mm-hmm. carpenters they might not have one or something, mm-hmm. and so we'll provide something but this seems to have gotten out of control mm-hmm. and to the place where um there's there's writings where people were having their their offerings rejected mm-hmm salvation became harder to obtain mm-hmm. in
1: the the eyes of the israelites who were coming to the temple and the focus was shifted from the meaning of the lamb mm-hmm. the purpose of the sacrifice which was just a type an illustration of a process happening in our hearts in our minds the focus was shifted to um the business of buying uh, and bringing the right uh, object there mm-hmm. and that was a focus from uh, faith to works yeah because god had said you know if you commit a sin you bring
0: your lamb uh, firstborn lamb without spot or blemish to the um temple and it will be sacrificed there um that that was the ideal that's what god mm-hmm. set up mm-hmm. But if you could not afford mm-hmm. a lamb, God made a way for you to to bring a uh, pigeon, which they're everywhere. You can mm-hmm. catch it for free. It it should cost you nothing to to bring a pigeon to the temple for a sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. God did not mean to oppress people mm-hmm. um, and and make salvation a a pay for event. a bi- a business, right? Yeah. And and so Jesus is coming in, and he sees these people taking advantage and making Mm -hmm. profits and getting rich off um,
1: a system that was set up to point people to God. On one side, salvation should be affordable Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because salvation is a gift from God. On the other side, salvation is not free because... God loved us so much that he gave his only son and sacrifice is not something that is free but uh, we should have focus on the meaning and focus on the process of cleansing the heart removing the sin being forgiven Mm -hmm. not focus on the um, you know object of sacrifice and uh, all the attention to be given just to that matter,
0: yeah, so what does this event tell us about
1: God or jesus it It tells a lot about Jesus mm-hmm. This is one of a few instances, maybe three or so when this indignation of Jesus Christ against a corrupt system of repentance and salvation is being publicly manifested. And each time Jesus Christ did that, there is a second cleansing of the temple right before Mm -hmm. uh, he was crucified. There is also a chapter in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 23, woe to you Pharisees and Sadducees, you do this and that. So, all uh, these expressions of uh, of indignation were related to uh, or or focused on a human, man made system of salvation, which was replacing a simple, uh, God designed way of salvation. Because we don't see Jesus getting angry. At Judas, mm-hmm.
0: you know, when Judas betrayed him, we we don't have this anger coming out. Yeah, not um, not about even Peter. No, no, we we don't find it in other situations. We don't find it um, when when uh, the Pharisees brought the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. We don't find that anger there. Jesus responds by mm-hmm. uh, writing their sins in the dirt, but it, it's not the same way. This comes down in situations where mankind or leaders religious leaders are putting themselves in a place uh, in the salvation process that they do not deserve
1: to be in hmm right. I like to connect this event with a story from the Old Testament when uh, God told Moses said um, go inside the sanctuary uh, take a, a stick a rod mm-hmm. which is um, Deposit it there, and go in front of the congregation and talk to the rock, and the rock will yield water. They are in the wilderness, and they are complaining that there is no water, mm-hmm. and God decided to reveal His grace that day. And Moses took the rod, went to the rock, hit the rock, and in anger, he told them directly, "You don't deserve to do, to to yes. receive water because you are rebellious. You are this and that." Mm-hmm. God wanted to manifest His grace, and Moses blocked it, mm-hmm. and God was angry. Yeah. So Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, was angry here as well as in the second cleansing of the temple, or Matthew twenty-three, because some people, in this case, Pharisees and Sadducees, they blocked the grace of God or the access to the grace of God. Uh, Moses was not allowed to cross into the Holy Land for this. Uh, In the same way, some people will not make it into the promised land.
0: So the second question we ask is, what is Jesus asking me to do? And I think this speaks to me as a religious leader, uh, personally, that, that I need to be extra careful not to put roadblocks or Mm -hmm. or extra steps uh towards access to god Mm -hmm. Um, i need to uh, allow god's grace and his mercy his salvation to to shine through the
1: way he intended yes uh, and you reminded me of a verse the apostle paul says he was afraid that the simplicity of the gospel would be corrupted Mm salvation should be simple uh, as simple as you know believing someone who gives you a gift and, uh, as a child who uh, stretches his hand to receive a beautiful red apple yeah and this simplicity should not be overcomplicated. we should not replace God's salvation with man-made rules or uh, standards or or whatever uh, other kind of imposed behavior i like to say um i spent well now
0: i can't even calculate the years i spent years and years uh with education theology and doctorate and masters um, learning the the complicated nature of theology Mm -hmm. and it's my job to take that complicated knowledge and make it so simple that a four-year-old can understand it, yeah, um, absolutely. And instead of stand up there and look how smart I am, just just make it simple for everyone.
1: If I can have a couple more seconds to go back to yeah. your first question, Jesus Christ, who has performed this event as a sign mm-hmm. of His divinity. Uh, even those in the temple realize that this is a sign. Practically, Jesus Christ said, "I am here." because i am above the temple
0: mm-hmm.
1: he wanted to grab people's attention so in this respect uh what should we do is we should respond to that yeah every time jesus christ speaks through the gospel or through the holy Spirit, like a, like it's prompting our minds we should answer sometimes we should say lord what do you want me to change what part of my life do you want to cleanse mm-hmm. the way you cleanse the temple um, is there something else that has to be that has to be removed from your way so you will have complete access to my heart and my mind hmm and and I think for me
0: um, what am I gonna do about it I am going to focus on the simplicity of the gospel you know with my family with my kids mm-hmm. uh, share with them share with those around me uh, just how much God loves us and, and how much he desires to be with us and how um, cheap salvation is mm-hmm. for us because mm-hmm. it's
1: a free gift yes uh, so all right how can we share this with others well it's not quite easy to share this story about cleansing of the temple because uh, we might take into our own hands uh, a similar ministry to cleanse our families in our mm-hmm. churches and you know our society and we end up purging everything uh, this was one-time events entrusted by God the Father to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. as a sign of his divinity to mark the beginning of his ministry in Jerusalem at the temple for the next year what we can share is our own experience of uh, having our hearts cleansed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Jesus Christ referred the body as the temple and he said that uh, the temple has to be clean to yeah. be a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. All right well let's pray. Father
0: God we want our bodies to be a dwelling place for you mm-hmm. where Christ can stand at the door of our heart and knock, and we can let him in. And Father, he will find a willing heart, a heart willing to surrender habits and uh, likes that that offend you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Father, I pray that we will seek always Mm -hmm. to be more kind and loving, be more like you, and to accurately represent you to those around us. We ask these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.